welcome back to the She Uncensored podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to be here and I hope that you're doing well and for the next half an hour or so you can sit down with me and have some time for yourself. As I mentioned in last week's podcast, I was listening to the Motherkind podcast with Glennon Doyle. In that podcast, I finally finished it. (laughs) I had to keep stopping it because it was full of such good stuff that I just needed to pause it and come back to it at another time because I needed to digest what I'd heard. It was so good and I would definitely recommend it. I will put a link to it this week in my blog, which is sheuncensored.com. In the podcast, Glenna mentioned that when she had a big decision to make and she didn't know what to do, she decided to try and meditate. (laughs) She said that she would lock herself in her closet for seven minutes and just sit in silence, listening to herself and her desires. And I thought, that's really fucking cool. I want to do that. So I didn't lock myself in a closet. I just put seven minute timer on my phone and sat there. I have never been one for meditation. I really struggle. I like being busy. I like being active. Sitting still for longer than two minutes is just something I am really not skilled at. Ever since I was a kid, I have been told to sit still. Relaxing is not a skill of mine. But I thought that seven minutes timed on a phone, just sitting still, didn't seem that long. And it didn't seem too impossible. And I thought if that is what it takes to get me to calm down within myself, then I'll give it a go. It wouldn't hurt, right? So put seven minutes on my phone and I just focused on my breathing. Of course, my mind immediately was off in all kinds of different directions, but brought it back to the breathing. As we all know with meditation, it's something that's so accessible now online. And we all know that when our mind wanders, we pull it back to the breathing. So that's what I was doing. And in that silence, the most amazing thing happened. I was able to, I don't even know what to call it. It's not hear myself. It's not feel something within me. It was just a knowing, I guess. And when things were all quiet, I had this idea that arose during the silence that said, what if you are enough? What if you have everything you need within you to live the life you want to lead and be the person you want to be? What if we didn't need to go traveling to find ourselves or go on a retreat? What if we could just sit with ourselves right here, right now, and just listen? If we're wrestling with any decisions that we need to make or if we're really struggling to understand what we really want out of life, what if it's already in there waiting to be heard? Because I feel like a lot of the time, and I speak for myself, whenever I want to keep busy, it's because I'm avoiding something that I feel I should be doing. And that's something I feel I should be doing, I also feel massively unqualified for. Or I feel it's too vulnerable for me. Or I feel like I can't put my ass on the line that much because the sacrifice to my ego, my pride, my ideas of what other people will think of me, my exposure to criticism will be too great. I don't want to do that. So instead, I'm going to keep myself busy with other things. All those difficult emotions that we have within us that we often don't want to give time to because we're scared of the changes that they might 
bring to our lives if we actually honored that we often use distraction techniques to avoid dealing with that shit I was listening to the Happy Place podcast with Fern Cotton this week and she said that we're faced with ourselves during this current lockdown. This pandemic has changed everything and suddenly the distraction techniques that we used to use are no longer available to us. We're having to deal with these difficult emotions and the circumstances without fleeing or without numbing. The strategies we used to fall back on are now on hold. And this has been such a difficult time in so many ways for so many people. Being busy for me has definitely been a distraction technique that I've used to not pursue things that I want to pursue. It has been a way of achieving things below the things that I want to achieve that are not high on my list of priorities, are definitely one of my priorities, but they're a little less risky, if that makes sense. But also another one of my numbing techniques, and I think that probably a lot of people have this too, is shopping. (laughs) Going out and buying stuff. So one of my favorite things to do is to shop. Whenever I had a stressful day in work, I'd always just pop into town and I would just be looking around a clothes shop. I wouldn't even have to buy anything and I'd instantly feel calmer. It was a distraction, like, oh, look at all the pretty things. Let's go and have a look here and just forget about everything else. Cool, great. But did it really solve the problem inside? No way. (laughs) It was still there. It's just the feeling and excitement I was experiencing in that moment temporarily distracted me from the deeper feelings. And this really came to a head a couple of years back when I was struggling with my mental health because during that time, was a time where my shopping was completely out of control. Like, I would buy all the things every week. I'd spend so much money every week and it really damaged my finances. And I was actually like quite a lot in my overdraft at that point. But I didn't care because it was just a way of making sure that I was still happy and making myself forget the real shit that I was avoiding dealing with. Because wrestling with that deep shit would mean that I would have to make changes to my life. And even though I was unhappy at that time, it was still my comfort zone. It was all I had and it was all I knew. I didn't know what was outside of that. So I felt it was easier to stay there because I knew that misery. I knew my way around it. I knew how to distract myself from it. Whereas if I changed things, I wouldn't know how to deal with that new situation. And I didn't feel strong enough at that time to deal with that situation. And what we lose when we fail to engage with these challenging emotions inside us is that knowing of ourselves. We miss out on the ability to bring genuine comfort to ourselves, to listen to ourselves, to honour those emotions within us. In the same way, you wouldn't go through the entire day without drinking if you were really, really thirsty, or you wouldn't go the entire day without peeing if you really needed to go to the toilet. We think that we can just ignore our emotions in the same way and just go through our day and not engage with them and not express them or not really sit down and understand why we feel the way we do. And then we rob ourselves of a really enriching relationship with ourselves because the person that we spend the longest relationship with in our lives is us, ourselves. So when it comes to engaging with these difficult things and these shadows that we have within us, we really would do well to honor them. 
we really would do well to sit with them and feel them and understand them and know the origins of them and figure out why we feel the way we do. Because only through doing that can real healing come. During this period of lockdown, it's really been a time to get back to us. And like Finn said, we are faced with ourselves with no distractions. And that can be so intimidating, particularly if we've spent so long running from it. So don't be surprised if suddenly you feel a little bit discouraged or you don't feel a little bit unfulfilled. It just means that that is the space where you can really dig down deep and find out what you want out of life, what your desires are, what hobbies do you want to take up that you're too scared to take up because you think you wouldn't be any good at them, what kind of fulfillment do you want to seek in your life after this is over that will allow you to live a more creative, more fulfilling, more joyful life. I read a quote recently by Henry Nguyen which said, solitude is very different from a time out from our busy lives. Solitude is the very ground from which community grows. Whenever we pray alone, study, read, write, or simply spend quiet time away from the places where we interact with each other directly, we are potentially opened for a deeper intimacy with one another. And in adding to that, I also want to remind you that you are potentially open for a deeper intimacy with yourself. And you don't have to do anything fancy to do that either. You really don't. Some people will insist that you need to travel all around the world backpacking for six months to get to know yourself. And whilst that's a really good experience, and don't get me wrong, I am sure there will be so much to learn. For many of us, that is just simply financially not viable. (laughs) Neither do you have to go on the silent retreats, you know? You can start right now, today, where you are. And in a practical way of how this works, grab a nice notebook, grab a fancy pen, sit down, write some questions that you want to ask yourself. What do I like? What don't I like? What do I enjoy? What really makes me happy? And start digging deep. And when you think that you've hit one layer, go deeper into another layer, go deeper into another layer. Need be, write down, why am I so upset? Why am I frustrated? and just write whatever comes to mind. And the process of writing is very different from the process of typing on our phone or on a screen, because we actually have to think about what we're writing and it engages different parts of our brain. So whatever you write, don't judge it, just go with it, go with what feels right and just follow your heart with what you're writing. And you'll know whether you're writing from a place of genuine heartfelt desire, or if you're not, because it'll just feel a little clunky, you know? When something flows, you won't be able to stop writing. Another way is to stop numbing out. There is a difference between actively relaxing and numbing out. Numbing out for me is scrolling on Instagram. Just scroll, 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 or watching YouTube videos. Makeup tutorials I will never follow, or fashion hauls of things I will never buy. (laughs) Those are my guilty pleasures. And they just switch my brain off and it's numbing out, it's choosing to not be present because you just want to distract. And don't get me wrong, now and again is fine, but when you're constantly doing that, it's not really giving yourself a chance to understand where you're at and how you feel. Whereas actively relaxing, like sitting quietly with a book or talking to someone, having a chat, or you know, even just sitting quietly in a room for five minutes and just embracing the silence can simply be a way of coming back to yourself. The biggest asset you will ever have is yourself. You deserve to understand yourself. You deserve to understand your desires and you also deserve to go after your desires and chase your desires and cultivate the life that you want to live and you want to be a part of. 
Because the one thing that life guarantees is that changes are inevitable. There are so many things that are out of our control. We can't control the weather. We can't control the traffic on a Monday morning. We couldn't control this pandemic. That completely blindsided so many of us. Because life is a bit messy and it's a little bit chaotic and it's also a wonderful ride. And I think that sometimes we need to stop trying to control the external and understand that the only person we can really be in control of is ourselves. We can control our reactions to things. We just need to let go and surrender to each moment as it unfolds. You'll be in a place of understanding what reactions are happening within you, what emotions are arising during certain conversations, during certain times of the day. It's really taking the time to listen to yourself. And this is why I say it doesn't have to happen when you're backpacking across Europe. It doesn't have to happen on the side of a tree. It can happen now, today. You can take steps right now to understand what it is you need and what it is you feel. And so many of us with these busy lives, we fail to acknowledge our basic needs. We get so caught up in the day and the busyness of work and the busyness of family life that we often forget to eat because we just don't recognize our hunger or we forget to drink adequately because we don't recognize our thirst. I think that even starting to pay attention to these innate desires within us will lead us to start to pay attention to those bigger desires. The desire for food, the desire for drink, the desire to fucking pee. How many people literally say to you in the office, oh, I needed a wee this morning, I still haven't gone, and it's two o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Honor those needs, honor those basic needs, and then slowly you'll start to recognize those other needs and those other desires as they arise within you and then when we start paying attention to our needs it's almost like the changes that happen within us when we start acknowledging that we have needs and that we are allowed to feel and that we can express our emotions safely and we can honor ourselves and hold the space for ourselves when we're feeling like we just need a little bit of time out when we start making those changes within us our external worldview changes And that's pretty powerful shit. Just honoring yourself can sometimes make your external world feel a little bit easier. So if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, if you're feeling like everything is just piling on top of you, just try coming back to yourself and honoring the need as it arises within you right now in this moment. Simply put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, what do I need right now? And here is a radical idea that struck me during one of these seven minute meditations. I have always been a very restless person. I struggle to keep still. I struggle to relax and take it slow. It's what I'm like. It's how my personality is. It's partly learned behaviors. It's also partly innate. And I've always felt like this is something I have to overcome. I feel like this was a personal challenge to me and that I had to learn to relax. I had to learn to be content with staying in one place for the rest of my life. I had to learn how to take it slow and just sit still and be content with doing nothing. But during one of these seven minute meditations, this idea rose within me and I thought maybe my experiences aren't working against me, but working with me and for me to ensure that I lead the life I need to lead for myself and for other people. What if that was true for you? Maybe your experiences aren't working against you, but working with you and for you to ensure that you lead the life you need to lead for yourself 
and for those around you? What if that discomfort you feel is actually doing you a favor and wanting to push you out your comfort zone because there's something that you need to do and you already know what that is? Everyone deep down has a desire that they know what they should be doing if you just make the space to listen. What if that restlessness you have, like me, to keep busy could actually be poured into something really productive? What if you could pour that energy into something you really love? Maybe all the experiences that you've had until now are to ensure that you have what it takes to do what you're supposed to do in this lifetime. I say for yourself because it will fulfill you like nothing else. And I say for others because the person that you are now is gonna be such a gift to other people through the knowledge that only you have and in the way that only you can communicate it because you are not this 2D person. You have been through so much and you have had so much said and done to you and you may not think it's a big deal, or maybe you do, I don't know, but we've all fought to get here, right? You have fought to get here right now where you are sitting or standing or walking, listening to this podcast. Imagine life like a river. Sometimes it's really, really calm and then other times there are these fucking rapids that you have to navigate and you might be thinking, oh, but someone else had it worse. Do you know what? There's always someone else who's got it worse than you. Always. And there's always someone who's got it worse than them and them again. Comparing yourself and the challenges that you've faced with other people's challenges is another comparison tactic that just serves to cut us down and it doesn't give you space to acknowledge how much you have done to be here today. It doesn't matter what kind of rapids you went through compared to everyone else's rapids. The fact is they were yours to navigate and no one gave you instructions about what to do but you did it. Or maybe you're doing it. Maybe you're doing it right now and credit where credit is due. I am certain that you are doing a fucking amazing job and the truth is that only you will have your experiences and your story and there will be someone out there who will need to hear that and be encouraged by that to bring them through their own rapids. Does that make any sense? I hope it's making sense. When we've been through life challenges and difficulties and we've had to overcome them, sometimes we operate from a place of fear and this causes us to put our defenses up and maybe we treat people in a way that we're not proud of. Maybe we have treated ourselves in a way that we're not proud of. But I want to propose another radical idea to you that will sustain you throughout this process of getting to know yourself and hopefully bring you some comfort during those times where those difficult emotions arise and you're thinking, there it is, I need to wrestle with this, I need to understand it. And the idea is this, What if your default position was love? What if, at the very core of your being, your natural stance towards others and towards yourself was love? And every time that we slipped into hate or arguments or defense, this was due to learnt ways of being and were rooted in fear. What if they weren't necessarily representative of you, but they were habits and they were shields and they were defense mechanisms that you employed to make yourself feel safe? What if your default position is love? And every time we take time out for ourselves to sit and be and just understand ourselves from a place of compassion and a place of patience and kindness, 
to understand our desires, to honour our desires and actually go out into the world and fulfil the dreams that we want to fulfil? What if that was just coming back to our default position? How does that make you feel right now in this moment to hear that? Because when I consider that, I just feel this flood of relief just come pouring in. And I feel like I can expand and just breathe because I know if that's the truth, I can always return back to love. In any moment where I do something shitty or I act shitty towards myself or I do something I'm less proud of in my relationships with others, I can pause and I can understand why maybe I did that. Perhaps I was operating from fear. So what was that fear of? Maybe it was fear of being wrong. And what does that remind me of? Well, it reminds me of being a kid. And when I was told off that one time, because that really made me feel bad. Do you see what I mean? You dig and you dig and you dig and you go below the layers and you finally understand the root cause of that. And that is when the real healing can begin. Understanding that these emotions that we have are very often the tip of the iceberg. And the real story is really underneath that. And we need to dig deep and be brave and just do the work. And if we do find ourselves in a shitty situation that maybe we've reacted in a way that wasn't out of that default love, we can own up to our shit. (laughs) We can apologize. That's when we're in control of ourselves. That's when we're understanding the situation and analyze what's happened. We've observed ourselves in that situation and we show a little bit of vulnerability and we apologize to that person. And then that's when we step back into the default, love for ourselves because we're being compassionate towards ourselves and we're understanding why we did what we did and love for that other person because we care too much about them to not say something. And the truth is to purposefully set out to upset someone, to see them suffer, which is very often what happens when we slip up or we react from a place of fear and we employ those defense mechanisms that make us feel safe. I don't really know anyone who would genuinely want the end goal to see someone else suffering. Honestly, I really don't think that there are many people in this world who would intentionally do that. So if we recognize and we come back to that default position of love, when someone does something shitty to us, from our default position, we can understand their behavior and maybe begin to understand that they were operating from their place of fear, from their defense mechanisms, from their triggered emotions. And I think that by doing this practice to ourselves and for others, it just brings in more compassion, which brings with it a whole host of vulnerability. And that's a scary feeling in itself, but the road to compassion is paved with the stones of vulnerability, right? You have to engage with that stuff that we don't want to engage with. We have to engage with the difficult emotions and we have to understand that perhaps we're not as fucked up as we think we are. (laughs) We're just operating from a place of fear. And of course, we are going through a really difficult time at the moment in the world. And it appears that lockdown may be easing for quite a lot of us in certain areas of the world. And with this will come changes. Changes are inevitable. We might not be able to control our external circumstances, but we can control ourselves. And we can always come back to our default position of love. That is always available to us, always. Even if in those challenging moments that are due to come, you have to literally mutter under your breath, default position, love. Whatever brings you back into the present and operating from your true self, from your heart. 
whatever it takes, do it. We can let go of the expectations on ourselves. We can let go of the expectations on others. We can let go of the external expectations that we have and the things that we perceive to be in our control. And we can just each moment surrender, surrender, surrender to each moment that constantly unfolds and just pay attention to ourselves and just be present. That's what it's about, just being present and being anchored in the moment, understanding that when those difficult situations happen, when those difficult emotions arise, when those difficult conversations take place, we don't run, we don't hide, we stay present and we operate from our default position of love. Is that easy? Fuck no. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm not here saying it is. The stuff that I'm saying you today is stuff that I need to fucking hear. And I hope that you know that with every episode. <laughs> Literally everything I talk about is stuff that comes from my own experience and my own sense of wanting to understand how I can be better in this world, but also how I can experience the world in a more joyful way. So this is definitely not easy. The things in life that are worth doing, the things in life that are really gonna pay off, very often they're not easy at all. Change always requires some kind of sacrifice, whether it's to our pride or our finances or material possessions or location in the world, change always demands some kind of sacrifice, I feel. But when we pay it, the payoff from that is just more joy, more fulfillment, more confidence, more wisdom, more lessons learned. And that is priceless. So if I'm going to leave you with one message today, it would be this. Do what you can within your power. Your default is love. You are enough. You are enough. Again, I just want to thank you for choosing to be here today and spending this time with me. If anything from this episode has resonated with you, I really hope that it can help you in your coming days and your coming weeks. If it didn't resonate with you, discard it. Either way, whether you agree or disagree with anything I have said in this episode, I hope that it has brought you closer to discovering your own truth. And as always, I will catch up with you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can find other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Anchor. You can also find us on Instagram at SheUncensored and online at www.sheuncensored.com.